0: Hello and welcome to Cinema at Home Netflix, Episode 2. I'm David Long and today we'll be looking at the Netflix original Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. I'm joined in the, uh, well it's not a studio, we're doing this remotely, um, but I'm joined remotely by the fantastic Herbie Hilsden, Ranjit Nanra and of course my co-host from the main show, Craig Fields. Let me kick off the pleasantries by asking Herbie, how are you?
1: yes i'm 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 not too bad thank you david um we've got pumpkins growing down the field so by the time you'll all be listening to this my back will be broken as i have to go down there and weed several hundred of them because they're growing the pumpkins are not growing but the weeds are so i've got to remove a lot of those by hand so send me send me all of your thoughts please i've I've
0: been enjoying these pumpkin updates and i'm looking forward to a pumpkin pie come october herbie i must say
1: Am am I making it or are you
0: making it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um <laughs> well, I can't bake, so I'm certainly not making it. Craig, you can arrange the uh, the pumpkin pie. Um I
2: can't I can't make a pumpkin a pumpkin pumpkin pie. Um that's something uh, Charis would have to do, but um you can ask her on that. I one. will.
0: I will message her immediately after recording getting her to bake us a pumpkin pie. Anyway, <laughs> enough pie talk. Ranjit, how are you?
3: I'm doing really good. Um been catching up on some reading uh and by reading i mean reading comic books <laughs> yes so there's a, I've, I've got a long list that i've been meaning to get to and i've ordered a lot from uh, uh there's a comic shop in london which are now uh sort of reopened and doing delivery so i've ordered a lot from them and i'm so glad i'm back on that and getting up to date with my comics
0: that sounds pretty awesome my yeah. uh my fellow presenter from the main show and good friend mr fields how art thou
2: Uh, Thou is very well, thank you very much Uh, Yeah, I'm again, just like the last episode, trying to keep (laughs) on top of everything really, Um, yeah, there's been lots of things going on, Uh, work is just piling the pressure on as always um and uh podcast stuff is is difficult to keep on top of but i am thoroughly enjoying uh watching these movies and uh none uh, this this movie today is going to be a a really good one to discuss i think
0: yeah i was going to say if there was a, a, a world's busiest man award it would go to craig um and i think were you just about to ask me how i am i was going to yeah david how are you yeah no i'm i'm good i'm like I said, I've had a great time seeing my brother. I said that in the previous episode, um, but I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this film. Um, so now the uh, the formalities are done with. Uh, let us crack on with the main show. So, our Netflix original is Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. This sees two small-town singers chase their pop star dreams at a global music competition, where scheming rivals, high stakes and on-stage mishaps test their bond. Directed by David Dobkin, this film stars Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams and Dan Stevens. Um, Before we dive into what is going to be a very eventful review, I should imagine, Let us unfortunately take a little listen to a clip. Well, well, well. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't actually know what uh, clip Craig had selected for Eurovision, the uh, the film here. And yeah, I mean, that sums the film up. So I'm going to kick this review off. Um, and I'm just going to say, what, what the hell can you say about this film? I mean, I'll be honest, it's a bit of a shambles, really, in my opinion. Um, I found it really disappointing, to be honest. And this review is going to be a bit of a moan. Um, The first thing I want to say is it's not Artemis Fowl bad. We reviewed Artemis Fowl on episode one of Disney+. Plus. If you haven't downloaded that episode, go back and have a listen to it. It's certainly not as bad as Artemis Fowl. So there are some positives, and I'm going to kick off with those before I really get into the negatives. Surprisingly, I thought this film actually had some good character development. Um, You get to know the characters, um, even if you're not laughing on the way. I've got to say I didn't find this film very funny at all. But we do see them when, we, when they're young and you do feel like you're going on, on this journey um, with them. Um, I think Rachel McAdams is, is very good in this film. Uh, I think she gives a very good uh, performance. Um, the plot is very basic. You know, you can predict where this film is going within the first five minutes, but it is effective. And as much as it pains for me to say it, the music is probably the highlight of this film. Um, particularly, a song that features at the end called "My Hometown," which I think is very catchy and actually is is, is a very good vocal. Um, in the midst of the film, you've also got a mashup, which I thought was quite good, um, with a load of ex-Eurovision stars. Um, but in terms of the negatives, ridiculous accents. I mean, straight out of drama school, bad. Um, was this supposed to be a comedy? Because if it was, I didn't laugh. Um, I mean, I'm being serious, I smiled a couple of times, Um, I had a small grin on my face, but I never laughed, it's pretty long um, for the type of film it is, and core blimey, it's it's insulting to the people of Iceland. I mean, it really does sort of insult Iceland, in my opinion, and
2: some some of the stereotypes
0: it? it has. I thought the script was very poor. I want to hear what everyone else has to say about this film, because I'm in two minds. I absolutely hated it, but parts of it I quite enjoyed. But it it was a bit of a mess. Um, Craig, let's kick off with you. What did you think of, of Eurovision?
2: Well... I was pleasantly surprised by this film. Yes. <laughs> in, yes. In, in the sense that I actually found myself really enjoying it and enjoying Rachel McAdams in this film mm. and the the ridiculous accents were ridiculous but I found them rather entertaining. Um Dan Stevens, why? I thought he was great. Yeah. Um you know as the the Russian the Russian um uh, entrant um and I I don't know they're, they're, it's bad. But it's a good bad. It's it's a good bad, David, that you liked on our first Netflix um, episode. Was it our first Netflix episode? I don't think it actually was. Um, but there was a Cinema at Home episode where we had, was it Lovebirds? Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought Lovebirds was quite funny. You really enjoyed that. Um, and we didn't. Um, mm. Well, yeah, we really didn't. Um, this film is that kind of bad but... Really funny and really enjoyed it, and one that I felt that I could just kick back and just relax and watch and have a laugh, and that's exactly what I did with this film. Did did you I, did I you really find did. it funny though? Yeah, I really did. I, I genuinely did find it really funny. I laughed at a, a number of moments in the film. Um, you know the. Actually, I don't think I can say it on the podcast, but there was, uh, you know, where they were stuffing things down his trousers and uh, <laughs> the, the naivety of, of, of them and Piers Brosnan as well. It's just, yeah. I... Thankfully, Piers Brosnan didn't sing in this. So if you, no. if you have seen Mamma Mia,
0: don't worry, Piers Brosnan doesn't sing. Um, I mean, may- maybe... I'm going to reflect when I hear what Herbie and Ranjit have had to say. Maybe I needed to take my critical hat off a bit and and try and enjoy this a little bit more. Before I go to Ranjit, I think I'm going to go to Herbie because I think he might be singing off a similar hymn sheet to me. Herbie, what did you make of Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga? Uh,
1: you would be correct. I have yet to find a film i've hated quite as much as
0: this
1: (laughs) genuinely i think it might be my least favorite film i've ever watched what i i really couldn't stand any of it i think part of it and this will be the only concession that i give to the film actually no i have i have two positive points and one isn't actually a positive point because one (laughs) i think you have to be in you do have to be in a mood for this sort of film you can't go into this film in, in in not the right mood for it, and then come out thinking, oh, that'll be good. It's a bit like, I mean, I think Zoolander is a very competent com- comedy on a lot of levels. But in terms of stupidity, it's like this. And I quite like a lot of stupid comedies. But once again, I do have to be in the mood. But this one, even when I tried to look at it from that mindset, I, I couldn't find many redeeming features, unfortunately. I didn't like... I didn't really know what the film was trying to do. I didn't... I couldn't work out whether it was trying to be like satirically mocking at the Eurovision song contest or being like actually it's really fun and really cool and we're going to pay homage to it. And I think it was kind of trying to do both, but in that and then it failed at both as well because it wasn't funny and I didn't think the songs were that entertaining as well. Maybe because I haven't I'm not an avid Eurovision watcher. Mm. Maybe I would have like caught maybe there were some in jokes in there like in the music that I wasn't quite catching like from the different countries and how they were performing. But uh, I just, I, I couldn't, from start to finish, I couldn't, I, I, I wasn't happy. The only redeeming feature within the film for me was the last 10 minutes where it gave up on being a comedy and had that nice moment where Rachel McAdams sung her lovely song about Iceland and everyone was very happy and it had a nice ending. Sorry for the spoilers as well. Because, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think for a comedy you can really have spoilers because I like Rachel McAdams. I don't like Will Ferrell at the best of times I, ju- I just i just didn't like any of it i, I really didn't I, I i don't think i laughed once i don't think i even smiled once mm. and that's that's really saying something um so yeah david thought i was going to sing off the same hymn sheet i was singing off a more negative hymn sheet isn't
0: that fun <laughs> yeah so before we go to um, to range the the song that um i did mention it earlier is called my hometown was the song that rachel mcadams uh was but well, i don't think she actually sings in this but her the song her character sings um actually well worth a listen it's been played on the radio as well um so the film has had a little bit of success in that sense ranji what did you i'm really interested to hear what you made of this film because i i had you in the hate camp but it sounds like you <laughs> actually actually may have quite enjoyed this
3: uh yeah i did enjoy it i really thought it was actually better than i thought it would be um I know Will Farrow is quite a, hes quite an acquired taste. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of quite a, quite a few of his films. I love Step Brothers. I love Elf. Um, and yeah, I just I, honestly—I I really did think this film is quite funny. I love how ridiculous it was and how it leaned into that. Um, as you know, a certain point where it goes into sort of like fantasy territory, and I thought, you know, why not? Just do it. Just do it. Just go for it. And I think it works. Um, this is a bit more of a subtle, sort of subdued Will Ferrell, with, um, which I liked as well. And but honestly, this is this is Dan Stevens' film. Like he is absolutely incredible in this film. Yeah. I love Dan Stevens. I've seen him in um, in The Guest. He's brilliant. In ah, um, oh, what was that Liam Neeson film? Downton uh, Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was called Walk Among the, the Tombstones. I think, um, which is actually a, pretty, a really good Liam Neeson film. He was in there as well. And yeah, he's he's so good in this film. He has a ridiculous accent. He's having so much fun with the role. And um I even think it could have worked if maybe he played Will Ferrell's character, maybe if they swapped roles, I would've yeah. loved to have seen that because it would have just met more more Dan Stevens on screen just being ridiculous and having fun with the accents and Yeah, just so good. Um I think Kirby I think I don't think it is making final of Eurovision. I think this is Well, what I got from it, it's sort of like a love letter to Eurovision. It's embracing its ridiculousness and Mm. stuff like that. And it's just sort of playing with it. And it's just acknowledging that it is that sort of, um, you know, that it is crazy in that way. Um, I don't know anything about Eurovision. I haven't, I've never watched Eurovision. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's cliched. Um, It does a lot of the sort of rom-com cliches and stuff like that. Um, and it does some of them twice as well, which I thought was a bit annoying. Um, but yeah, it's I love that. It's Eurovision. It's fun. It's silly. It knows exactly what it is. Everyone's just having fun in there. Piers Brosnan has a ridiculous accent. Um, and it's so hard to accept him as Will Ferrell's dad when they're like, I'm pretty sure in real life there's like a 10-year age gap or something. But um, anyway, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just watch it. It's just so much fun. I think yeah. it's exactly what everyone needs right now. We're all locked up in our houses and... Yeah,
2: why not? I think if you're looking at Will Ferrell, um, you know, th- there's not a lot of films that I think he does really, 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 really well. There's a few that I do like Anchorman being one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elf yep. being another. But my top favourite Will Ferrell film of all time Step has brothers. To be, No, Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction is probably his most serious, maybe, and also you know a fantastic piece of cinema and if you haven't seen that one guys look out for that one because it is really 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 good um but back to eurovision though uh ranch i completely agree it's a love letter to eurovision i think it's a love letter to eurovision to, to to the younger audiences of today rather than the older eurovision um it was obviously all that you saw that scene that david described where the, all of the uh um, previous contestants were sort yeah. of in there. Yeah. They were all kind of, you know, quite recently. Yeah, they years. were all within
0: the last five years, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So it was more for those people recent eurovision people who are getting into it but i think if you are, are a lover of eurovision you'll definitely love this I yeah think, definitely it's a it's a fun thing and and i do like eurovision um, we do have eurovision parties every now and then and we do have a good time with that and therefore i i enjoyed this to go alongside it as a, a bit of fun as well so yeah
0: yeah the last thing i'll say before i ask the question is it, it was very eurovision so i'm not the biggest fan of the eurovision song contest but i have i have watched it and most years i do tend to watch it um and it does um capture the the essence of eurovision and the songs were all of the songs were totally stupid and ridiculous but that's normally what a good eurovision song is um before I ask the question, I'll just say it gets 63% from the critics and 80% from the audience. So the Rotten Tomato scores are siding with Craig and Ranji as opposed to myself and Herbie. But I will ask the question. Firstly, I'll say for me, I'm actually going to say, go on, give it a watch um it's (laughs) it's not my cup of tea put that on the poster (laughs) (laughs) go on give it a watch (laughs) for me it's not my cup of tea i thought the film was littered with problems and it was a bit of a shambles but maybe it's an enjoyable shambles and maybe you'll enjoy it so for that reason you know if you're in the right frame of mind I'm going to say, give Eurovision um, the story of Fire Saga a watch. Herbie, what about you? I hope, hopefully, uh, you'll you'll be in the no camp here and level things up a little bit.
1: Well, actually, after all, you but no. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I I could name a hundred comedies that are worth watching more than this. i uh, maybe if you like Eurovision, maybe if you like it, or maybe if you like, I said, are in the right mindset, watch it. But I, I just think there are so many comedies, so many films so many fan made youtube videos i don't know that, that are worth watch, watching more for this in, in my in my point of view so I, I i wouldn't recommend it but um craig what about you
2: yeah definitely recommend this i think it's it's definitely worth a watch if you've got you know saturday night popcorn some some drinks you know have a laugh with it you know and during lockdown if you're on your own it's not the the best film maybe to put on but I think actually if you've got a couple of people that you can watch it with I think you know as lockdown's lifting this is the film to stick on and watch definitely
0: so there you have it that was our review of Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga
2: I think it's worth it
3: too by the way
0: oh blimey (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga is it worth it? (laughs)
3: Yes, absolutely. Go watch it now.
0: (laughs) That was our review of Eurovision Song Contest: (laughs) The Story of Fire Saga. Oh dear. My apologies for forgetting Ranjit there, but (laughs) now myself and Craig would like to recommend a couple of films that are currently available on Netflix. Craig, what do you want to put forward to us and our lovely listeners?
2: Well, uh, when I saw on Just Watch what was available most recently, I saw that The Truman Show had recently been added to Netflix. And this is one of my favourite films of all time. Um, Jim Carrey gives a, an extraordinary performance in this film um, as a man who is learning that his entire life in a, is in, like, a storybook coastal village has been, like, subjected to a a live 24-hour broadcast from womb to tomb um, as, like, a television drama, Um, kind of like Big Brother, but for the entire life of one individual. Um, And the concept of this film was extraordinary when i first watched it um it came out in 1999 and i don't think big brother wasn't was quite around at that point um but the the thought that there's people watching you 24 hours a day that your life isn't exactly private really struck a chord with me and it it really sort of you know, occasionally I'll look over my shoulder when I'm on my own thinking, is somebody watching me? <laughs> um, because I watched this film and it's had that impact on me since the first time that I watched it. And I think for that reason, it's a great film to watch. Um, it's it's one that has that lasting effect on, on people. Um, it was nominated for three Oscars as well. Um, three Oscars that were not winnings but they were nominees uh best actor in a supporting role for ed harris who gives a wicked performance in this film um best director for peter weir uh and also best writing and screenplay in there as well um it won number of golden globes um it won baftas it it was a a well accolade film Mm. and one that i think um you guys if you haven't seen it should um I'll go to you guys, though. David, uh, first of all, have you seen this? I have
0: seen this, and I absolutely adore The Truman Show. Um, I think it's by far and away Jim Carrey's best film and best performance. Um, You took the words out of my mouth in terms of the Oscar nominees and the uh, Golden Globes. Jim Carrey did win the Golden Globe for best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, so he won the Golden Globe, but he didn't even get an Oscar nod. And I... No, I, I... You know, as, as good as Ed Harris was in that supporting role, I cannot believe Jim Carrey was not nominated for a lead actor uh, Oscar here. Um, it's just a fabulous film. When I saw that uh, it had come on Netflix like Craig, I thought, I've got to go and watch that. Honestly, if you haven't seen The Truman Show, I think it's, it's as relevant now, if not more relevant than when it was made. Go out and watch it. Uh, Ranji, I won't forget you this time. Have, uh, <laughs> have, have you seen The Truman Show?
3: I have, yeah. I watched it for the first time, I think last year, and uh, yeah, just blown away by it. It is my favourite Jim Carrey uh, performance. Um, great story, great script. Um, just so much to unpack as well. There's so, so many different sort of themes and stuff going on in this film. Um, it's great. It's such a, you know, it will mess with your heads. like it <laughs> clearly messes with Craig's all these years later. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely check it out on Netflix. Herbie?
1: I really don't have anything more to add. I think it's a fantastic film. I think it's Jim Carrey at his very best. And, um, yeah, watch it. I can't can't say any clearer than that.
2: (laughs) So, David, you've got one as well, haven't you?
0: Yes. So my recommendation for Netflix is No Country for Old Men. Um, I'll start in my usual place, which is with Rotten Tomato scores. It's a fantastic 93% from the critics and a very good 86% from the audience. Um, this film won four Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, Javier Bardem. Best Director Joel and Ethan Cohen and Best Adapted Screenplay. It was also nominated for Cinematography and Editing as well as both Sound Mixing and Sound Editing. So a lot of Oscar nominations including four wins. What's it about? Well, violence and mayhem ensue after A Hunter stumbles upon a drug deal gone wrong and more than $2 million in cash near the Rio Grande. Um, Why is it so good? Well, it's got Powerhouse performances from Javier Bardem who obviously won his Oscar, Josh Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones. It's got a superb plot. The pace of this film is is just on point. A real edge of your seat thriller. Um, one particular scene with Javier Bardem in a gas station. Um, if you've seen this film, um, is just sensational. Also, it's got The Goat, the greatest of all time. Roger Deakins is in charge of the cinematography. So it's a beautiful film to look at. Overall, it's such a well-rounded film that ticks so many boxes. The acting's great, the script's great, cinematography, production design, the pace, they're all great. A dark and twisted tale from the Coen Brothers, Oscar winning, can't recommend it enough. Currently on Netflix. Who else has seen this film? I'm going to start with
2: Mr. Fields. I haven't seen this. Oh. What? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Craig. <laughs> I know, um, I was racking my brain trying to remember if I'd seen it or not, and I'm just going to say that I haven't, because Mm. I can't remember it, (laughs) so obviously I haven't seen it, because I think it is one of those films that, if you you have seen it, you'll remember. Um, I'm pretty sure I rented it from Love Film a very long time ago, it came on the DVD, but whether I got round to watching it or not is Mm. another thing, obviously not, um, but no, apologies, eh? Yeah, (laughs) Craig,
0: I obviously know you very well, and I know your film taste, um, it is from 2007, so it may you may well have rented it. It sounds like uh, the kind of time when films would have been coming out on DVD, etc. Um, you've got to watch it, uh, Ranjit. Have you seen it? Yes, I have.
3: Um, I love this film. I think I said it on uh, on topical talk, maybe when I was Overlord. I said to me, the Cohen brothers are very hit and miss, mm. um, more so miss in my opinion. But this is. Just a hit out of the park. This film is inc- is amazing. Javier Bardem is so terrifying in this film. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, it's just yeah. Like you said, Roger Deakins is behind the camera, so it looks amazing. It's just yeah, it, it ticks all the boxes. It's such an incredible film.
0: And finally, uh, Herbie, have you seen No Country for Old Men?
1: I have not. I'm afraid. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Herbie, lads. yeah. After I would not
0: seen Mad Max through Road, wow, Herbie. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my deepest apologies. I'll do my best. Thank you very much for listening to Cinema at Home Netflix episode two. We'd love to hear what you've been watching on Netflix as well. Ranji, how can people get in touch with us?
3: You can get in contact with us via Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or drop us an email at mymailisworthit at
0: isitworthitpodcast.com If you've enjoyed today's show, why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts?
2: Also, if you've enjoyed the content we've been putting out and want to help us to continue to grow, join us over on Patreon, the link of which is in the uh, description below and it will take you straight over to Patreon.
1: Stay safe everyone and goodbye.
2: Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> so many films. Sayonara. So many films to watch. <laughs> oh god.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was good. <laughs>